0: Renewal forms are due by December 31st in order to avoid an additional renewal fee. And just a reminder, all HFMA services will be available on our website, heritageoffaith.com HFMA. During this year's ministers conference, make sure to check out the awesome product that we have available, especially for you. If you want to add to your library, we have individual sale items as well as bundled items. There are three minister's manuals available for a bundled price of $75, normally $30 each. As well, all curriculum is 25% off. We encourage you to go home with items that will prove extremely useful for your discipleship training and individual student needs. These are also great resources to use to develop your people and will allow you to learn alongside them. Books and book sets include Favor of God, Why God Wants You to Prosper, Life of Faith, prayer, petition, what I've learned, and more. Don't miss out on these special offers.
1: Did you enjoy lunch? Yeah. Let's come on in and get our seats. Uh, if you see people in the lobby, tell them to come on in, and we'll go get started with our afternoon session. Man, what an awesome morning, Amen. Wow, that was so good. Amen.
2: <laughs>
1: you doing good, Bill? Man. Uh, everyone stand to your feet. Let's welcome Dr. Jerry Savell. <laughs> thank you, thank you. All right, are you ready for another great session yeah. with Pastor David Blunt? Yeah. Haven't you enjoyed him so much? Yeah. Let's thank the Lord for his ministry. Thank the Lord for the anointing on his life. And Father, we just appreciate you sending him to us, him making uh, allowances so that he could be here to impart into us. We receive it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So let's welcome Pastor David once again.
2: Welcome. love you, Brother Jerry. God. Welcome be seated. Don't you love Brother Jerry? Come on, let's tell him how much we love and appreciate him. Amen. Amen. Wow, what a blessing. Well, what is God doing in your life today? Exactly what you are expecting. Oh, you guys are great. Even after lunch. Amen. What is God doing in our life today? He's doing exactly what we expect him to do. And we're expecting him to do great things. Amen. Amen. You know, I just want to encourage you. You know the, uh, the one of the sessions this morning. I had you get with one or two people, and you talked about what you two things you had learned, right? Two things that you had learned in the conference so far. So I'd like you all to stand again. I'd like you to find another person. I'd like you to share with them two things you're going to go home and change. Two things you're going to go home and change. Okay? Let's spend a couple of minutes. Okay?
1: this humility
2: when I didn't know God. Okay, everybody, we about done? Y'all can be seated. Praise the Lord. So we're going to go back and we're going to change two things, right? We're lifelong. Right, let's try it again. We're lifelong. Yeah, we're getting better every day. We're improving every day. You know, we we are humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God, right? We're talking about the attitude of humility. And we're defining humility as total dependence on God and taking total responsibility for our own life. Uh, Humility means to surrender. It means to yield. Uh, Humility, it means to be teachable and correctable and adjustable. Uh, Humility means that we have an attitude of learning. When we stop learning, we stop leading. When we stop learning, we stop leading. When we stop learning, we stop growing. And we don't ever want to stop growing. Amen? Because we want the glory of God on our life and we want to go from glory to, glory. to glory, which is God's goodness, God's presence, and God's power. Amen, everybody? Yeah. Praise God. So if you got your Bible, are you all set to get in the Word? Yeah. Okay, you know, remember, language changes everything. So language determines the direction of our life, the direction of our team, the direction of our marriage. The direction of our ministry. So here we go. Hold up your Bible. Come on, let's make the devil mad today. Say it with me. This is my Bible. Bible. I am am what it says says that I am. I I can do do what it says says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. have. Today, Today I will be taught taught. the uncompromised Word word of God. My mind is alert. is alert. My heart, my heart is, receptive. is receptive. I'll not leave the same, leave the same as I came. In Jesus' name, Jesus and every time every time every time, every time, every time, every time, I come to this conference, to this conference my, life my life and my faith, faith get stronger, stronger, stronger and stronger. Now, give God your best afternoon praise.
1: Yeah.
2: Thank you, wow. Man, I am in the right place. Isn't it great to be with people of like precious faith? Open your Bible to Proverbs chapter 3, our foundational text. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 and verse 6 in the Living Bible. And we found out that if we want to be a success, we have to humble ourselves before the Lord, which simply means put God first put God first. And so let's look at it. Pastor, are you going to have us read again? Yeah, pray for me, okay? But I need your help, all right? On the count of three. One, two, three. Notice if you want favor with God and then man. So we're a God pleaser before we're a man pleaser, right? And so he says you'll have favor with God and man if every promise has a premise. Every promise has a premise. Every blessing has a condition. And notice if we put God first, the first part of our day, we can expect favor with God and favor with man. And we can expect to be successful in whatever God has called us to do. Isn't that amazing? So if I put God first, it's not wasted time. Come on, if I put God first, it's not wasted time. If I put God first, it's godly wisdom. Put God first and we'll be successful in whatever we do and we'll have favor. Oh, I like that, don't you? Favor with God and favor with man. So, putting God first. Now, we put God first by giving Him the first part of our day, right? Like Richard was talking this morning, he got up praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. He was praying for you and me and all of us and interpreting and praying in the Spirit. He was putting God first. And we do that because every day we want to, number one, get closer to God. Number two, we want to work on our which is our integrity. Anybody remember our integrity? Generosity. Humility. And then number three, we want to work on our call every day of our life. We want to develop our skill, talent, ability. We we want to develop and stir up that gift that God's given to all of us to fulfill our call. Amen? But I want you to see something. Put God first. You have favor with God, favor with man, be successful in whatever you do. And you know, when you put God first, you know what? You, you live out of the overflow. You and I are to have a cup that is overflowing. Marilyn Hickey, who, who's a mother to Kim and I in the faith, she's been coming to our church for about 33 years every year. Marilyn Hickey. And Marilyn told me 25 years ago, she said, Dave, if you spend time with God every day, you'll never lack for any material to preach. You'll never lack for anything. If you will spend time with God every day, you'll minister out of your... I have found out, have you guys found out that when we don't minister out of our overflow, it's a struggle. It's stressful. It's a drag. It's hard. In the Greek, it's a bummer. Right? Right? When you try to do what we do, you know, in our own flesh, we struggle, we get stressed out, we compare, we compete, uh, we feel inadequate, we feel like we're not able. But you know what? When you and I begin to minister out of our time with God, when you and I begin to minister out of our putting God first, first part of the day, a little talk with Jesus, you know, a quiet time, then out of our ministry to Him flows our ministry to others. We minister out of our overflow. How cool is that? Amen. And when you minister out of your overflow, what happens? It flows. You know, as a pastor and a leader, I, 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 and Daniel's over our services, he's actually our worship leader as well as executive pastor. And right now, he's actually our children's pastor. He's blessed, right? You know, I've delegated. Amen. Praise the Lord. And, you know, uh, we want, we want, you know, I, I, I have been blessed in this conference and I, I have learned so much. And I've taken notes just like you. And, and I told Richard a, a couple of things I'm going to change when I go back during lunch. I, I told Daniel there's a couple things I want us to change in our services when we go back. Because more than anything else, as a pastor and a leader, I want to flow. Yes. Yes. I want to flow. Well, you know what? That flow comes out of our Over. overflow, which comes out of our putting God first, realizing we need God, Amen. realizing God. Without you, I cannot pull this off. But with you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen, everybody. Amen. Can you give the Lord a good praise right now? Come on, let's just thank. You. Let's thank you for revelation knowledge right now that He's giving us in Jesus' name. Because we are taking things back. The right things, the right changes. We're not just going to change things to change things. We want the right changes in our life, in our family, in our marriages, in our ministry, our relationships. Amen. So let's move on. Um, Let's go to Micah chapter 6. It's back there where the pages are. And the dust just flies when we open it. The guys are going to help us. Micah 6, 8. I love this verse. It's beautiful. And here we go, everybody. Help me again. One, two, three. And to, love violence, and mercy, and to yourself and walk humbly with your God. Requirement. It's a requirement. It's not an option. You know, we want what Brother Jerry is sharing with us uh, for this year to walk in the glory of God, the goodness of God, and, and the power and the presence of God. Well, for that to happen, it's required for us to walk humbly before our God. It's not an option, it's not a suggestion, it's a requirement. And you know what? If we meet the requirements, then we'll have His blessing, we'll have His anointing, we'll have His glory. We'll have His presence. We'll see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Goodness and mercy will be following you all the days of your life. And daily, He what? Loads you up with benefits. Amen? So, But what's required for all of that? To be fulfilled and flow and, and make a difference with our life and our ministry and impact our family and our, our church and our community. It's required that we humble ourselves. Now what is that that's meekness that's not weakness that's strength under control that's saying god i give you my life god i i, I give everything i yield everything i surrender everything god i exchange my life for the life you've called me to live it, it, it's surrender it's it's the mindset of growth and changing and learning and feedback and being correctable and adjustable and not a know-it-all not prideful because pride comes before a And, you know, pride causes contention. Doesn't the book of Proverbs say that? You know, I just want to encourage you, read a proverb a day. 31 days, 31 Proverbs. Read a proverb a day, keeps the devil away. Amen? And and Proverbs says that pride brings contention. So if pride brings contention, humility will bring harmony. If pride brings contention in relationships and leadership, the middle letter of pride is I, when it's all about me and mine and myself. I'm self-centered. I'm not serving. Pride, where there's contention and strife, there's pride. So pride brings contention. Proverbs says, turn that around. Let's do a Fred Price. Let's turn that around. So then humility will bring harmony. And where there's harmony in relationships and leadership, there's happiness. And where there's happiness, things get done better, quicker. Excuse my English, writer. Amen. Y'all with me? So, so that, that's so important. It's required that Scripture says it's not an option. So I want to develop in humility because I want to see more of God. I, I want to know God. I want to make a difference with my life. I, I want to fulfill God's purpose. I know you do as well. We cannot do that without humility. Amen, everybody? Okay, next scripture. Let's go to this one. I really like this. It just gets better and better. Doesn't the Word? word. Let's go to James chapter 4. They'll have it on the screen. This is where I wanted to get to. Everything I've talked about has been an introduction for the last week. This is my sermon right here, okay? This is the teaching now I wanted to get to right here. James 4, verse 6 through 10. Let's look at it. But He gives us... More? Wow. He's the God of the more. He's El Shaddai. He's not El Chipo. He's the God of more. And notice, He's such a good God. He wants to give more. And if that's not enough, more. And if that's not enough, more. Now, the grace of God can be defined as God's you know, riches at Christ expen- expense. I learned that at Southwestern way long time ago when I was in Bible college. You know, the grace of God can be the favor of God. The grace of God can be the power of God. But let me give you my definition of the grace of God. Is that okay? Here's my definition of the grace of God. The grace of God is everything that He is. Number two, everything that He has. Number three, everything He can do. It, it, my definition of the grace of God is everything that he is. number two, everything that he has. number three, everything that he can do. I think that sums up the grace of God, don't you? Well, I want everything that he is and I want everything that he has and I want to do everything I want him to do everything he wants to do in my life. Amen, so do you right? well what's that going to take for that to happen? Humility. my level of humility is in agreement of my level of grace grace and humility coincide more humility more grace more humility more grace more yielding submitting surrendering to the lord his will for our life he gives us more grace and we want more grace we want all that he is all that he has and all that God can do today. So he gives more. Notice I'm reading this for you. Amen. Ah, oh, yeah. More and more grace. And look at the parentheses there. What is the grace of God? The power of the Holy Spirit. So here it defines Scripture, defines Scripture. Scripture defines Scripture. And here we see that the grace of God is defined as the power of God. So if we want more of the power, which is the glory then what do we have to do? We have to grow and develop in the area of humility. Feedback, improving, getting better, learning, never stop, pressing, going from glory to glory, getting better every day in every way. In fact, tell two people around you, I'm getting better every day in every way. Tell somebody else, I'm getting better every day day in every way. Oh, you are too. Amen. But He gives us more and more grace, the power of the Holy Spirit, to meet everything fully. That is why He says, God sets Himself against the proud and the haughty. But He gives just on Sunday. Just on Monday. Oh my goodness. Continually, he gives grace continually to the proud. No, he gives grace continually to those who are humble enough to. Receive how do I receive uh, this grace? And how do I receive more of all that God is and all that God has and all that God could do? How do I receive more of the glory to those who are able, who are humble enough to? Isn't that a powerful scripture? Oh my goodness, that is so powerful. So again, He gives us more and more grace, power of the Holy Spirit, but He sets Himself against the proud. He's against the proud. He sets Himself against the unteachable, those who are unmoldable, those who won't change. Remember, He's the potter and we are the... Lord, change me today. God, mold me today. God, shape me today. God, search me today. God, show me today. God, work with me today. God, I want to walk with you. Amen? Amen. So, he says continually he gives grace. I like that. Continually. Continually to those who are humble enough to receive it. Next verse. Verse 7. So be what? What is subject? That's submitting. What is submitting? That's being humble. Wow. So, humble yourself before God, and then you are positioned to do what? So humility is a place of power. Humility is not a place just of promotion, but it's a place of power. I can't be an authority until I'm under authority. I can't be an authority. The name of Jesus won't work for me unless I know how to submit to authority. I can't be an authority until I'm under authority. So he says, Submit, submit to God, and then what can we do? Resist the devil and stand against him, and he will flee from you. Isn't that cool? Next verse, verse 8. It says, Come. What are we all working on, y'all? Number one, every day get a little. Closer to God. Then number two, we're working on our character. And number three, we're working on our call. So what do we do? We come close to God, and he will. Well, every time we get closer to God, our life gets just a little bit better. Every time we draw near to Him, He draws near to us. He's waiting on us to to, to set the initiative, isn't He? And He said, "If, if you'll come close to Him, He'll come close to you. So He says, come close to Him, He'll come close to you. Recognize that you are sinners, get your... Uh, soiled hands clean. Realize that you have been disloyal as individuals. And then let's go into the next verse. Verse 9. We're going all the way to verse 10. As you draw near to God, be deeply, deeply what? Penitent and grieve and over your disloyalty. Let your laughter be turned into grief. And look what he's talking about. He's talking about humility, right? Repentance, right? Evaluation, right? Next verse, verse 10. And then what? He concludes it and he said, "What are you doing? You are. I would rather humble myself than have God. I would rather humble myself than have. So what is humility? It's a decision. It's a choice. It's an attitude. It's a fruit of the Spirit. So, what do we do? The right choice is to humble ourselves, humble ourselves there in the presence of the Lord. And what will He do? He will exalt you. What will God do? He will exalt you. What will God do? If we humble ourselves before Him, come close to Him, let Him search us, repent, change, adjust, improve, get closer, get better, what will He do? He will promote you. And I'd rather have God promote me than man promote me, right? Because if man promotes us, man can demote us, right? But if God puts you up, no man can put you down. So he will lift you up and he will make your lives. This is a good place to fill in the blank right here, y'all. He'll make your lives. Whoa. What are we all looking for today? What are our people looking for that we're leading they want to know their lives matter. Everybody has the need to matter. Everybody has the need to feel wanted, accepted, and loved. Everybody has the need to feel like they can make a difference with their life. Everybody. So notice significance comes out of humility, position, power, and promotion. We've looked at all three of those in this passage of Scripture. Position, power, and promotion. That if I humble myself before God and give Him my life totally and surrender every day, because it's a daily process, isn't it? We don't just humble ourselves once, but it's a daily process. If we do that, He will make our life significant. 1 Peter chapter 5, let's look at it in verse 5. I like this one too. So, so we get more grace through what? Humility. Uh, we get the position, the promotion, the power, His presence, revelation, all through what? An attitude of, God, here I am. I'm yours. God, I surrender everything. God, I need you today. Without you, I can't. But with you, I can. Yeah. yeah. If God be for me, who can dare be against me? So look look what it says in First Peter chapter. Oh my goodness! I saved this one for y'all. Y'all ready? Okay, on the count of three. Now think about what you're reading when you read it. One, two, three. we lift our hands and just begin to thank him right now. Come on, let's thank him for his goodness and his blessing and his favor that rests upon us today, because we're humbling ourselves right now, God, before you. Oh, come on, just begin to praise him right now. Father, we thank you, God, for what you're doing in this place. We thank you for what you're doing in our life. We thank you for what you're doing in our family. God, we position ourselves, we humble ourselves. God, we thank you that you're blessing, God, right now upon our life. Your favor, your promotion, your protection, you're positioning us right now, God. God, we're coming closer to you every day. God, we're allowing you to work on our character every day. God, we're working on our call every day. God, we want to minister out of our overflow. God, we want our ministries and our leadership. We want there to be an anointing. God, we want there to be a flow. God, we want to go to the next level of your glory, of your goodness, of your presence and your power. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Next verse, let's look at it. Verse 6. It says, therefore, what? Humble yourself. Therefore, humble yourself. And then what's going to happen? Then the mighty hand of God. What's that? The power of God. That's the anointing of God. That we need the anointing for our assignment, right? We need the power for our purpose. But through humility, what happens? Power. That the mighty hand of God, that in due time, He will exalt you. Verse seven. Notice the context that we quote the scripture about casting our care on the Lord, but you know what that is? It's in the context of humility. It's in the, you can't just, you know, you, scripture interprets scripture. So you read before and after first Peter five, seven, and it's all about humility. It's all about an attitude. It's all about give it all to the Lord, surrender it all to the Lord, give him our failures and give him our successes. Right? Give Him our good days and give Him our bad days. Amen? Give Him everything so that we can have everything that He has for us. So what do we do? He says, casting the whole of your care, all of your anxieties, and all of your worries, all of your concerns, once and for all on Him. Because He cares about you and He cares about you watchfully. Now, next verse still in the same context. Verse 8. Y'all get your turn now. You ready? One, two,
0: three.
2: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Next verse, verse 9. Next verse, verse 10. And you have while, the and, you, securely, and, and you. Through humility, God can make us what we ought to be. Not what the world says we should be or can't be or never be. Not what the world says we can't be, shouldn't be or never be. But notice that through humility, in the whole context, starting in verse 5 through verse 10, the whole context is about humbling ourselves before the Lord, being open, being honest, having integrity. And then what's going to happen? The final result. Then we're positioned so that God can make us what we ought to be. So that we can complete and fulfill what He put us on this earth to do. Amen, everybody? Did y'all get something from that? Give the Lord a good praise, wouldn't you? Come on, give the Lord a good praise. Amen. One more verse, Proverbs 22, verse 4, the rewards of humility, is the reward of humility. Everybody say reward. The reward of humility and reverence and worshipful fear of the Lord is what? Three things. Riches, honor, live long and live strong. Amen, everybody. Come on, let's all stand together, can we? Can you put everything away? And let's all stand together. Amen. As you're standing, can you just begin to worship the Lord with me and right there where you're at? I've had asked Richard to come here in just a moment and lead us in a, however, he would lead us in a song or two and then pray for us. But right now, let's just begin to pray in the Spirit. Can we do that? Father, we receive the Word today. God, we receive it right now with meekness. We receive the word with meekness and a humble spirit God Shuramandes ki che rivele vorama cobala mandeso ramakote le vede barama kota la romo cosndo le bare rama vede vede komondo comondo ram ramakote vede baribo sudorno ramakosikene dalaman ramoroboto vukorama vasite le makamanda la masa
3: stir up the Holy Spirit in you now in English now in English the first word that comes to you now in English right out loud Hmm. Now in tongues again. Brisam brakaso Shia sandiata brakasa. Kolomosondi a brakasa ti kesi brakasa sandiasta. Nasal passages. Nasal passages are opening now. Brasi andana kasita Now in English, now in English, now in English, right out loud. Pray right out loud in English. With the same fervency as you prayed in tongues just now. Oh, blessed Holy Spirit, cleansing through and through. Or my tongue is flooding like A river ever new, a language heaven heareth, though to earth unknown, sweet communion, holy union, God and his own. O oh, blessed Holy Spirit, cleansing through, cleansing through and through. Or my tongue is flooding, or my tongue is flooding, like a river, like a river ever new. A language heaven heareth, a language heaven heareth, though to earth unknown, though to earth unknown. Sweet communion, sweet communion, holy union, holy union, God. And his own. Can you just feel the presence of the Lord in this place? You feeling what I'm feeling? (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone needs your shoulder healed. Who is it? Someone needs your shoulder healed. Where's that person? You need your shoulder healed. Come on down here. Stand right here. Who else? You need your shoulder healed. Come right here. Now just stretch your hands out toward them. Which, which shoulder is it? Point, point to which shoulder it is. Your right, your left, your right. Which shoulder? right your right shoulder right shoulder right both shoulders ah <laughs> just stretch your hands out toward them in the authority of Jesus mighty name every shoulder pain come out and enter again no more forever now just start lifting it in Jesus name start doing what you could not do just start doing what you could not do your your left shoulder kibrakasa in the name of Jesus every pain come out Come out now! I'll just, just start, just start moving, start doing what you could not do. Yeah, just whatever you could not do, just start doing now in Jesus' name. Kibra Kasaya. yeah, yeah. With your, your right, your 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 right shoulder in the yeah, okay. in the name. Some trouble with one of your ears? Oh, your eyes? I missed it two inches. <laughs> That'll keep you humble. <laughs> Didn't miss it by much. <laughs> Loose it in the name of... Yeah, now put it up. Now now put it up. Now put it up. <laughs> yeah, just start doing what you could not do. Yeah, and Lord, the eyes too. Eyes, eyes, eyes. Hallelujah. Wasn't your ear, was it? Wasn't your ear? No. Both ears. I missed it by one person. <laughs> That'll keep you humble. <laughs> in the name of jesus lucid and open the hearing now just move just move it normally and hear in the name of jesus in the name of jesus uh you've had some some uh, is, it, is it an ulcer or, or is it a problem with your stomach or is it you yeah burning burning right across here yeah yeah in the name of jesus that leaves you right now the burning across your middle leaves you now shoulder be healed loose it now in jesus name now just begin to just bend and move burning's leaving you now you're going to have movement in that shoulder at both your shoulders right in the name of jesus loose it every bit of it come out come out now just start, just start moving normally. What the Lord told me to do, and and uh, people often say, what do you do when you when you when you you take hold of something, you pull it down, you put your hand behind your back. The Lord said, when you when you pull the sickness out in by faith, then I'm to take it and hand it to this angel that's standing behind me. He said, whenever I prayed for the sick, there'd be an angel standing beside behind me. And there's one right there right now. I can't see him, but I feel his presence. And he said, just hand that sickness to him because he knows what to do with it. So that's why you see me take that and put my hand behind my back. That's what I'm doing. So, kia Now, just turn and begin to lay hands on the person next to you right now. Let's just act out James chapter 5 one more time. sombra atakasombrakasa Yoti andanakasombrakasa Kibrasati kasambra. That spinal condition that you were born with is leaving your back now. It's, it's produced a slight curvature. It's a slight scoliosis. And that's leaving. And whoever you are, you're going to find you're able to stand up straight. You'll be able to lean up against a wall and there will be no curvature. After today, there will be no more curvature in your back. It will be clear. And the, the loss of feeling on the side of someone's mouth, its just a slight paralysis on the side of someone's mouth, causes one of your lips to droop just a little. That lip is coming back up now. And that loss of feeling, that that loss of feeling, the slight paralysis is being healed on the corner of a mouth right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you. And there is a tumor under an arm. There is a tumor under an arm and that tumor is dissolving right now. You're gonna, it was fleshy. And you're going to be able to put your hand under your arm and feel that the tumor is gone. It's gone in Jesus' name. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this conference. Thank you for what Brother Jerry ministered yesterday. Thank you for what Brother David ministered to us yesterday and today. Thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do in us tonight through Brother Jerry. Thank you, Lord, that this is life-changing, and the prayer we prayed today was that we will not leave here the same. Uh (laughs) You won't leave here like you came in Jesus' name. Bound, oppressed, tormented, sick, lame for the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same you won't leave here like you came in Jesus name sing it with me you won't leave here like you came in Jesus name bound oppressed tormented sick or lame for the holy ghost of acts is still the same you won't leave here like you came in jesus name isn't that what we prayed today isn't that what we're expecting well give the lord praise today it's happening it's happening. We're not going to be the same again. In Jesus' name. <laughs> now just lift your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah!
1: Hallelujah! Amen. It's been rich in here, hasn't it? Give the Lord a good shout of praise. Amen. Amen. Be seated for just a moment. I believe you could say just as I can right now how thrilled I have been with the messages that both Richard and Pastor David have shared with us. I think this was God-ordained. Amen. Amen. I believe we heard the Lord in bringing in the right speakers this time. So I want you to, Show them your appreciation, if you will. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. As you're seated, I want to remind you in Numbers chapter 18, in verse 7 through 9, you don't have to turn there, but if you read it again, you'll find out that the Bible teaches us that the priests in the Old Testament were considered by God to be gifts of God. And that it was right in the sight of God for people to invest in not only in them as individuals, but also in their anointing. The same is true in the New Testament. The Apostle Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 8 through 12 Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity and led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Notice the priests in the Old Testament were considered to be gifts of God to the people. And here in the New Testament, the men and women of God that are called by God to serve in an office of ministry, they're also considered to be gifts unto men. He said he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. For the work of the ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. And then in the book of Galatians, chapter 6 and verse 6, the Apostle Paul says, Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. And the word communicate here literally means to sow or to contribute. A stronger word would be to partner with those that teach you and train you in the word of God. So once again, you see this same principle that we saw in the Old Testament brought right on over into the New Testament that those in whom God considers to be gifts to men that we are to, and it is right in the sight of God to sow back into their lives, into their ministries but even more so, sow into their anointings. Amen. It's more than just sowing into an individual It's also sowing into their anointings. Paul talks about in Galatians chapter uh, uh, six, also that we can sow to the flesh or we can sow to the spirit. And sowing into those in whom God considers gifts to the body of Christ, not only sowing into them into their ministries, but sowing into their anointings, that is considered by God to sow into the spirit. Paul told the believers in Philippi after they had sown into his ministry, not once, but repeatedly, they had sown into their ministries and he says in Philippians 1, 7, you are now partakers of my grace. The Amplified says of the spiritual blessing. So once again, Paul is not only saying, you have sown into my life as an individual, you've not only sown into my life as a gift of God, but you've also sown into the spiritual blessing that I carry with me. And that spiritual blessing was the anointing. So you're sowing into the anointing. How many of you believe today that you have been setting under anointed men of God? Have you recognized the anointing on their lives? They are gifts from God sent to help bring perfection. I think you can take the things that Pastor David said today and bring a little more perfection to your life. Amen? I know I can, praise God. And the same is true with the things that Brother Richard has been sharing with us. So the spiritual blessing that Paul was talking about on his life was the anointing of God. So when they sowed into his life and ministry, they were also sowing into that anointing. Now you'll also find that in 1 Kings chapter 17 that the widow woman sowed into the anointing that was on Elijah's life. And as a result of it, she enjoyed a lifetime of harvest and also miracles when she sowed into the anointing on his life. You can read also in 2 Kings chapter four and also 2 Kings chapter eight that the widow woman who sowed into Elijah's life and into his anointing. She also experienced great miracles, ongoing miracles, because she sowed into the anointing. Also you find when Elijah was willing to lay down his plough and go serve Elijah. The Bible says in first Kings chapter nineteen verse twenty one Then he arose and he went after Elijah and ministered unto him. And the word ministered here means to attend to his wants and his needs. So he was not only sowing through his own life into this individual named Elijah, but he was also sowing into Elijah's anointing. And then when it was time for Elijah to be taken up, he asked Elijah What can I do for you? He said, I want a double portion of your anointing, a double portion of your spirit. And he got it. So notice he sowed into Elijah's anointing and he got back a double portion of the anointing. So you can sow into another's anointing. I've done that. I sowed into Oral Roberts' anointing. I sewed into Kenneth Hagin's anointing. I sowed into Kenneth Copeland's anointing. I sowed into T.L. Osborne's anointing. And I got back not only financial blessings, not only uh, financial uh, uh, blessings and favor, but I also got a portion of their anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. So you can sow into these men's lives, ministries and anointings and God promises That you will reap not only financial benefits But a portion of their anointings Will come back into your life I think that's a good deal, don't you? Amen I mean, I don't know any other investment company On planet earth That promises those kind of returns Amen And even though I enjoy financial harvest And I encourage you to believe for financial harvest From every seed you sow because never God never forgets the seed sown. And he's the one that gave us the promise that we can expect a financial harvest. But I have found out in my life, and I'm sure many of you have as well, that the anointing increasing in my life is far greater than any financial harvest. Because the anointing can do what money can't do. Can you say amen? So I want to give you the opportunity. This will be the only other offering we receive during this meeting, we've only received one uh, toward the Cuba outreach to help the churches in Cuba. And uh, today, now I've already I've already pre-planned um, the offering that I'm sowing into their lives. It's a generous offering, but I want to give you the opportunity to sow toward that as well. So you're sowing toward what I've already pledged and promised to bless them with. Okay, and I'm believing. Praise God. That as a ministry of sowing into their lives and ministries and anointings, that the anointing is going to increase on my life. Because I believe, praise God, in the days ahead, if there's any one thing you and I are going to need more than anything else, is increased anointing. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. So, uh, I want to give you that opportunity to sow into the anointing, praise God. Think of it a little differently than just sowing into a man, sowing into a ministry. Think of it as also sowing into an anointing. Amen. And you become a partaker of the spiritual blessing that is on their lives. All right, ushers, if you would come, and if you make out your checks, you can make it out to JSMI or Jerry Savelle Ministries, and we'll see to it that it goes toward the uh, honorarium, the offering that we sow into their lives, okay? So go ahead and make out your checks or if you need an offering envelope, if you're giving cash, uh, lift your hand. The ushers give you an offering envelope. And uh, I believe, praise God, we're in store for some great blessings in return, including increased anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, everybody ready? Okay. Ushers, if you'll go ahead and receive their offerings, and uh, once again, this will be the last offering we receive in this conference, and if you notice, both of them have not been for me. They've gone to Cuba, and they've gone into these two men's ministries. Amen. So this is not about me. Amen. We're just following the leadership of the Holy Spirit. I want to be a blessing to these gentlemen, and... I have it on my heart that we are going to help build those churches in Cuba. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. I see myself standing in that auditorium right now, that big theater. I mean, it was magnificent. It looked like something in New York City, that that, that auditorium that Creflo has there. I mean, it was beautiful. But everything that's been in there up to this point, has had absolutely nothing to do with the gospel, but someday Jerry Savelle is going to preach in that building, praise God. You just mark my words, amen. Like, like uh, uh, my father-in-law used to say, just hide and watch, <laughs> amen. All right, thank you so much for your generosity today. Uh, we're letting you out early so you can uh, go get a little rest, come back tonight. And we'll have the final session in this series of meetings of this conference. And I'm believing we're going to have a great time in the Lord. Amen. Let's give these gentlemen another good round of applause. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. All right. Just as, as you're being dismissed, don't forget about conference next year. Mark your calendars for November 14th and 15th. Tonight we'll start pre-service prayer at 645, and we'll have light sandwiches and stuff after the service tonight. So you can hang out and fellowship for that. Other than that, we'll see you later.